0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show and today I'm here with Erin file How are you doing? Hello! I so good to see you. So we're going to talk about uh, one of these things that affect us all as human beings. I think if we breathe it, we have it. <laughs> and it is procrastination. <laughs> mm-hmm. How- how did you get interested in the topic of, well, I mean, I know you do a lot of things around uh, human performance and human potential, um, but how do you get interested in the topic of procrastination in the first place?
1: Oh, procrastination is just one of those uh, phenomena that so many people deal with. So my world is whenever there's barriers or roadblocks that are holding high performers or entrepreneurs back, anything that's keeping people from being in flow and being the best version of themselves, that's what fascinates me. That's what I'm most interested in. And one of the main ones that, that just sabotages people is procrastination. When people know that they need to do something and then they find themselves doing something else no matter what it is. So it's just so common and so pervasive, it became something that I ended up putting a lot of focus and time into.
0: Well, uh, I mean, uh, is, as I mentioned, is something that uh, so many people have and is what stops us to achieve um, great things can be alive or can be in business. So we're going to get there back to procrastination in a moment. But um, okay. let's spend a bit m- more time to get to know you a bit better. Um okay. tell us a bit more about like where did you love about the human performance uh, and like what got you to this point to, to do the yeah. work that you do now.
1: It was a complete and total surprise. I had no plans to end up here. Uh, I couldn't have, even though I'm a big planner, I couldn't have planned this out. I actually ran a web agency for about uh, 17 years. And as I started to near kind of like year 13, 14, I started to get really burnt out. And I knew I wanted to do something else, but I had no idea what it was. And it ended up showing up right in front of me, even though I was searching for it, searching for it, looking for it, trying to figure it out. One day it just kind of hit me in the face. I ended um, up—I was training for a mountain bike race, and I ended up stepping off my bike, and I had this shock in my ankle, and I didn't know what it was, and I didn't think it like I didn't twist it, nothing happened.
0: Just like putting the foot down.
1: Just put my foot down, like I have a thousand times before, and I felt like electricity, and I thought that—that was weird. Little did I know that little shock changed the rest of my life. So within a week, that shock had gone like through my body and suddenly it had gone from my ankle up my leg. And I, within a week, I was having pain throughout my, my ankle. It went up my leg. Within a month, I was having pain in different parts of my body. And within three months, I would start to do some type of movement, like a push-up, and, so, and suddenly my shoulder would have like serious pain. So I was getting pain everywhere. So I started going to doctors, and nobody could figure out what was going on. I had x-rays, I had MRIs, I had scans, and everybody was like, I'm not sure what to tell you. Go see this doctor. So I got sent from doctor to doctor to doctor. I ended up in a brain surgeon's office. You know, and they're doing these scans on me. They're telling me, you should never be on a bike again. You're getting too old. We're not sure what's happening. These th- Nobody had any clue. And so my pain got worse. I got more and more scared. I spent all of my time going to doctors. And I started to get very depressed and very anxious. And so I started to seek help, not just for my physical pain, then for my emotional pain. Yeah. And one day I was, I was talking to one of my mentors And she was the one that brought up, you know, you have all this mystery stuff going on and all of this sadness. And it really is how you are seeing the world. It's not what's going on. It's how you're seeing the world Mm -hmm. and what you believe about the world. Mm -hmm. If you can change what you believe to be true about the world and yourself, everything will change. And I thought that was absolutely the most incredible thing ever, Mm -hmm. but she didn't know how to help me do that. I said, I know what I'm supposed, I know I'm supposed to believe that. You know it my- intellectually,
0: like you understood In- the concept, but you didn't really understand how to embody it or live it.
1: Yes, I, I knew my importance wasn't based on how much money I made. I knew that if I, I was still a, a good person, even if I didn't work hard every single day, you know, I, I knew that I was good enough up here. I knew I was smart up here, but not here. And so when she said that if you can change those things that will change everything i started to get that and i was like i believe it but i don't know how to change it so i set off on my own journey to try and figure out how do i change things here and and that's how i ended up doing what i'm doing is i kind of figured out that magic formula to change things here and not up here and when i was able to start doing that for myself i started to do it for my friends i started to do it for clients and then suddenly everything was working so well and I had such an incredible success rate and everybody was seeing these transformations that I was like, I'm onto something. And I had so much passion for it. And I saw people's lives change so quickly. I was like, this, this is what I am meant to be doing. So it was a complete surprise, total shock. I went through pain and misery. And then I came out the other end with something so much better than I ever could have planned for.
0: Wow. It's not definitely something that you said, you no know, one, when, when I want to grow up, <laughs> I, I'm going to help people's life and change what's in here. <laughs> I that... had no
1: idea. I had no idea.
0: What What's the difference now between here and here? Because you said that there is, you can understand me conceptually, but then something needs to change in here. So what's the main difference?
1: So this is, you know, our conscious mind is about 5% of our decisions and our choices and our actions. It has our willpower and our logic and our analytical Abilities, that's our conscious mind. You and I are talking from our conscious awareness. We're both conscious of this right now So much though of how we live our lives and how we feel and what we decide and what we choose and our actions throughout the day Don't come from our conscious decisions and our willpower and and free will It comes from our subconscious the things like below the surface the, the part of the iceberg that's below the water and these are the old programmings and rules and ways of being and beliefs that are locked into who we are outside of our awareness. They are 95% of our decisions and our choices and our actions and our feelings throughout the day. They're what's actually running the show. So intellectually, you and I can have a conversation. We can go, yeah, you're smart. You're smart. I'm good enough. Yep. Mm-hmm. We know mistakes and failure are totally okay. Yes. But that's just 5% of us beneath the surface, all the old rules and the programs and the beliefs are going, you're not good enough. You're really stupid. If you make a mistake or fail, you're going to be rejected. It's the old stuff that's running the show. So what I have found is so powerful is when you can actually impact the stuff beneath the surface and not just the 5% up here and you can impact the, um, the subconscious mind and the old programming that's when you see the massive transformation otherwise it's just like trying to repeat i'm good enough and i'm good enough and i'm smart enough and i'm okay and i can make and mistakes that's been a, that's been my issue. but you're always. fighting the stuff underneath right
0: yeah it's been my issue always like with affirmations and we are like i've tried and tried and tried and it was like but it's not like at a certain point i felt like why am i even doing this and yeah. Then I discovered, uh, and I think uh, you might be familiar with, with his name, Dr. Bruce Lipton, and mm-hmm. uh, the uh, biology of beliefs and that where I uh, had a huge wake up call and aha moment on how this stuff impacts. And now let's lead this conversation in the field of procrastination, because I can see definitely there is a link between what happens subconsciously and procrastination. So if you can expand a bit on that sure so
1: to take what you just shared with beliefs the thoughts that bubble up in our mind throughout the day i should do this work i'm going to start this project the thoughts that bubble up that we have are not random the thoughts that we have that determine what how, what we how we act they're based on our beliefs mm-hmm. they're based on what we believe to be true if i believe i am competent and i am intelligent and i am powerful then I sit down and the thoughts I have are, let's get to work, let's start doing the work and I can start the project. If underneath the surface I have beliefs that I'm incompetent, I'm incapable. If I make a mistake, I will lose everything. If I make a mistake, I won't get another chance. Then the, the thoughts that will bubble up from those beliefs into my head are, don't do the work. You don't need to start. It's dangerous. You should do something safer, right? And I have to fight those and try to push those thoughts ahead away in order to go and do the work. So procrastination happens when all the beliefs that we have bubble up these thoughts that are telling us stay safe, don't do the work. And we just get exhausted from trying to fight them Mm -hmm. and we try to do something else. Right? So if, if like, I've worked with people, for example, who have beliefs that say, if you are successful, you can't have a happy family life and a happy marriage. You can't have both. You know, they learned that in their childhood from what they saw. If they have those beliefs, then when they sit down to try and do work and become more successful, part of them is going, don't do it. You're putting your family at risk. And part of them is, no, you want to be successful. So people have these internal tug of wars going back and forth. Don't do it. Do it. Don't do it. And it's exhausting. So when we have these back and forth tug of wars, that's where procrastination sets in is part of us is yelling, don't do the work, go do something else. It's going to be bad if you actually do the work.
0: Uh, and, and it's easy to listen, uh, to do something different because we don't want to move forward and we don't want to um, have that consistent fight, a consistent struggle between uh, one aspect and the other aspect and the other voice and the other voice. And after a while, I mean, uh, I, if, I, if I think you know, sometimes on the things that I procrastinate on, um it's like i know i need to do this or i want to do this is really important for me and then something else come comes comes on like it's a hard word you mentioned it, like to get back and just to okay no, let's do this let's move towards and and, and so let's look at uh, um a bit more of the the changes that we can make like how can we change this process how can we get rid of procrastination or it's not mm-hmm. getting rid of us. Sometimes we'll be happy just leaving to limit it <laughs> and a few things, not even getting rid of it. So um, uh, what are some of the strategies that you found really useful while working with your
1: clients? Sure. So procrastination is absolutely something that people do not have to live with. It's not something you have to cope with. It's not something you have to fight through. We have clients that come in every single month and say, I have been procrastinating for the last 20 years. And by the end of the month, they're like, I don't procrastinate. I don't even remember. Did I used to procrastinate? Like, it can be so gone that you forget that you ever used to do it. The way to get rid of procrastination so that you don't have to cope with it anymore, but to actually get rid of it so it's not there, is to number one, uncover the reason why you are procrastinating because it's different for everybody. Number two, clear out the beliefs that are keeping you procrastinating because the the beliefs determine the actions that we take. Mm -hmm. And there's no number three, you do those two things and procrastination goes away. So very quick example is I had a woman who would procrastinate um, doing sales calls and what we found out is she procrastinated because she was terrified of not being perfect on her calls. We found out she had beliefs that if she's not perfect, she will fail. If she's not perfect, she will get punished. If she's not perfect, people won't forgive her. She had all these beliefs around perfectionism. We cleared out those beliefs. And then suddenly she's like, oh, I'll make the call. There's nothing scary. Because when you don't believe that bad things will happen, if you're not perfect, it's suddenly not scary to make the sales calls. So we just, she's completely gone. She has her perfectionism is gone and her procrastination is gone. So we found out why she procrastinated. We got rid of the beliefs. Her procrastination instantly, instantly, like next day, was completely gone, disappeared, hasn't come back. So to answer your question about how people can start this process, the first thing you have to do is have awareness. Most people just go, I'm a procrastinator. You can't help and fix and address procrastination if you just have this general label for yourself
0: of, yeah, so my, the very, i'm a procrastinator it feels like it almost it becomes part of my identity that's who i am a procrastinator it's like but no you, you're really not like there are stuff that you procrastinate on and stuff that you don't so you, you actually know
1: procrastinator procrastinator <laughs> yes and that, that that's the most important distinction what you just said is there's some things you procrastinate on and some things you don't. So the very first thing we do with people who come in and say, I need to get rid of this procrastination, I wanna be fast, I wanna be effective, is we go, okay, let's get clear on your pattern. When do you procrastinate and when do you not? Because I'm guessing if suddenly you start feeling hungry or thirsty, you don't procrastinate for four days to go to the fridge and get a glass of water or have a snack, right? You don't procrastinate and put that off for four days. Let's get really clear on when you procrastinate. And when people start mapping it out, they go, oh my God. I procrastinate when I have to pick up the phone and talk to somebody who I think is above me and it has to do with money. You know, people will get very clear and go, maybe I'm not a procrastinator, but I do procrastinate in these instances. I procrastinate, or I just worked with a woman who is, I procrastinate whenever I have to tell someone bad news, or I think I'm gonna have a conversation where there may be conflict. Then I procrastinate all day long. She, we realized, we mapped it out. It had nothing to do with work and nothing to do with her confidence. It was a fear of conflict and giving bad news. Once we knew that and knew why she procrastinated, we were able to figure out the beliefs she had that caused the fear, clear out the beliefs, and her procrastination went away. So again, step number one is get clear on exactly when you procrastinate. That takes away the label, that takes away this identity piece, and it helps you get very focused and helps you see what's going on Love it. in the moment.
0: Now, let's let's look. So step number one is the awareness, is understanding not only, like what I heard you saying is not understanding the task that you're procrastinating on, but what's the combination? Because, uh, you know, Someone might say, "Well, I procrastinate when I have to call people," but maybe you're not procrastinating always about calling people. It's about calling people if maybe money is in the equation, or you need to have a difficult conversation, or maybe you need to pitch a product that isn't ready yet. And so now, what I'm hearing you saying is, I'm mapping out what are the specific circumstances and the get that the procrastination triggers. Did I understand it correctly? Yes.
1: Absolutely. The clearer you can get on the pattern, the more effective you can be. The better of an understanding of how you are working, you'll have. You want to be very, very, you can keep a journal. You can keep a notebook and go, oh, I'm procrastinating. What was it that I was about to do? You'd keep a journal for for a couple of days and you'll start to see that you don't just procrastinate with work. You don't just procrastinate on calls. You get very specific and you'll come up with clear patterns on exactly when you procrastinate that's a gold that's,
0: mine i love that it was interesting uh, i didn't know this particular exercise but something different uh, where i looked at the items of my to-do list you know when you write your to-do list and then you move the undone stuff the day after and the day after and the day after, and the day after. <laughs> yeah so i yeah. looked at my to-do list what were the things that were still in my bloody list that, Maybe after a month, they were there. And that was really insightful. That was really insightful because it hit me in my head. I'm like, oh, really? Like, are you still, have you still not done this thing? So now Mm -hmm. everything you mentioned is ruled by beliefs. So the beliefs will determine what we procrastinate on or not. And I know that, uh, you know, doing deep work around clearing out and changing belief system, is always better with someone else. It's always better with someone like yourself that knows what they're doing, that knows what they're looking at. But sometimes uh, I know there are also well some exercise that can be done at home. Someone is listening right now, they're done their list. Say so what will be a good starting point that someone can do as well on their own to start this process?
1: Sure, I have found You're exactly right. I have found it, even though I've been doing this work for a long time, I've found it very, very difficult to try and clear your own beliefs because they're there for a reason and your mind wants to keep everything locked into place. So even though I've been doing this for a while, I still can't get rid of my own beliefs and need someone else to to help me do that. However, Mm -hmm. some people can, you know, a percentage of people can. And some people are able to kind of undo the strength of some of their beliefs Honestly, um, I haven't found any exercises that are super, super powerful, but there is something people can do to start the process. Yeah. If you come up with a belief, kind of like if, if I make a mistake or fail, I'll be rejected. If some part of you is sitting there going, you know, I'm really terrified of rejection whenever I make a mistake and I know that that belief, some part of me is holding on to that. You could come up and take a sheet of paper and, and write out all of the reasons why that isn't true. You can try and convince yourself of the opposite and give yourself examples of this happened and then this happened and then this happened and this happened and, this happened and you go, you know what? Most of the time that doesn't happen and that can break apart some of the strength of a blue leaf. It won't actually clear it out completely for your, from your subconscious, but for some people that may be enough where they see an impact on, on their procrastination.
0: Ah, I've, seen, uh, I've, seen definitely, I've seen it done uh, like this exercise, very, very powerful. Uh, as you mentioned, to um, like diminish the power that this belief has, so then we can make more um, choices. Is there a particular, but also like I, I'm with you 100%, It's very difficult to clear your own beliefs because I found that uh, even though I was, uh, for example, like trained in uh, EFT or other techniques that uh, can, can work in this field, my mind was getting me to procrastinate on clearing the beliefs because it wanted me to protect, <laughs> to not to change, and it was very difficult to really go deep because as soon as I reach a certain level on my on my inner work, either my mind will not go that deep, or it will just stop me or get in me say, okay, no, actually, you're right, you're you're good, you can move on. There are some very sneaky ways. So when you work with clients, is there some particular processes that, that you use that you found really effective? Uh, or uh, like, Is there one particular or is there like a mixture of them? Like,
1: we the we have part- a, we, well, <laughs> I'll come back to that in a second. The interesting thing about what you just shared too, where you're saying like, it's difficult and I'll get to a place and it's almost like my mind is protecting me. A lot of times that happens with our clients too. And the reason is, that's a pattern. Like I'm getting there and I feel resistance. That's literally a pattern. So we go, what would you have to believe to be true to have that pattern? A lot of times there's a belief that change must be difficult or change must take a long time or change is scary. So if you have those beliefs and then you're trying to do inner work on yourself, guess what? You're going to run into into challenges as you're trying to change. So sometimes you have beliefs around change that actually make the work that you're trying to do more difficult. So I uh, didn't realize this I when I started.
0: Changes mm-hmm. out work. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I believe it- that
0: changes out work, then uh, I don't want to go through change because it's going to be
1: out work. <laughs> exactly. We, I didn't realize that when I started the business, but that is, um, we've actually built it into our process where we look at people's beliefs around change at the very beginning of the program, clear all of those out, and that allows them to see incredible success throughout the program and not resist and fight the changes that are happening. Cause when I, when we didn't used to do that, people would kind of revert or they'd say this is a struggle. If you clear out the beliefs around change first, and then you go in and you try to make changes. That's why we can have a success rate of 90, 95% is people are open to the change. There's no part of them that's resisting it. Love and it. that's why we does that make sense
0: yeah it makes sense and uh you know i wish uh, that a lot of other programs started in this way <laughs> <laughs> that beca- because uh that resistance and the frame that people have towards success uh, towards change uh, towards uh, that's what get them to then fall back they might have uh, like a i don't know a year or two where they are seems like things are going well and then they go back to st- to to the starting point
1: mm-hmm Mm-hmm. and it makes sense if part of you is sitting there going change must be difficult change doesn't last i am broken if again if some part of you in your subconscious is holding on to those beliefs of course then as you change it's going to like pull you back of course as you change it's going to look for examples and proof that you're not changing and it's yeah. going to pull you back to being in the same place and make it more difficult so beliefs around change are some of the trickiest and most important to deal with if you're actually looking to get rid of things like procrastination and perfectionism and change your life.
0: Got it. And so you, um, and the other question I asked you was uh, uh, depending the techniques that you use or the, um, uh, the models that you use, is that uh, one model for everyone or do you use different models uh, depending on the person that you have in front of you? What is, it, what is your experience been?
1: We have a very specific process that we work on with everybody that clears beliefs. It's a, it's, a, it's a series of questions that eliminates beliefs. It's work, It's based on the work of, of Morty Lethko. We also use something called liminal coaching that addresses beliefs from a subconscious level as well. So we address the conscious mind. We address the subconscious mind. And then what we're also finding too is that some people have some stickier beliefs and issues that um, are really, really, they don't go away quite as easily. And so we have a couple different um, techniques and processes that we use for people outside, especially when we can work with them in person that allows beliefs to really let go. Some people are just, you know, like there's 5-10% of people where it's just, they're so sticky and so tricky that we'll um, bring them to one of our live quarterly events and we get to do work with them one-on-one if our standard other processes don't work.
0: I have a question now for you in terms of your personal experience. We're talking about procrastination and I know that you've done a lot of work on yourself. So is there something in particular that you were procrastinating on and you realized then what beliefs was running that? Can you, if you can walk through what it was for you?
1: Sure. Actually, I have had a ton of issues. I have worked on so many different things. Procrastination was never one of my core issues. I've had perfectionism and not feeling like I was good enough. I had imposter syndrome. I had all the things.
0: <laughs> you name everything. I, I had it.
1: Tag, tag, tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had pretty much most things. I for procrastination was never a big issue for for me. I can tell you an example of a woman that we I just finished working with last week, though. Uh, yeah, go instead, ahead. Like that. Go ahead. Great. So uh, worked with a, a woman and she had a large Facebook following, uh, 70,000 people, something like that. And she was procrastinating and she was working with a business coach. And the business coach was like, all right, in order to get you to the next level, we need to start getting you um, doing more like Facebook lives and more live videos and getting you in front of everybody. And so she said, cool, I'm going to do that. And she's like, we also need to get you on some more podcasts and get you some more visibility and have just more promotional, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, more pro- promotional um, work to put you out in front of everybody. And she had paid a lot of money for this business coach. And she knew this business coach knew what she was doing and would get her to the next level and make her a lot of money. So she had her to-do list. And she would sit down every Monday and she'd be like, okay, this week I'm going to accept these podcasts. I'm going to do these interviews and I'm going to do all these Facebook Lives." She'd get to Friday and somehow just like your to-do list, those would be the things that were not checked off on her to-do list. And that went on for weeks and then it went on for months. And suddenly she realized I am procrastinating so hard. I am always putting it off. So what we found with her is that she had, um, Beliefs of uh, if she put herself out there, if people knew the truth about her, she wouldn't be liked. If people saw her and she messed up, I guess she had a little bit of perfectionism too. If she messed up and she didn't say the right thing, she would never get a chance and everything would go away. So she had beliefs about uh, perfection. If I'm not perfect, I won't get another chance. Uh, If I put myself out there and people find out who I really am, people won't like me. And then she had beliefs of, I'm a fake, I'm a fraud, I'm a phony. She felt like she had accidentally stumbled into her success and didn't believe that it was real. And if she put herself out there, people would find out the truth about her. So she had perfectionism and imposter syndrome. So we went in and we cleared out, I'm a fake, I'm a fraud, I'm a phony. We cleared out, if I mess up, I won't get another chance. We cleared out, if people know the real me, they won't like me. We cleared out all these this cluster of beliefs next week. On Monday, she had done three Facebook lives before, <laughs> by, before 5 p.m. Because again, we yeah. are always like in flow. We have momentum. We're, we're, we are constantly wanting to move forward. All we do is, is, all we experience is roadblocks, right? She just had some roadblocks. It wasn't like she needed to train. It wasn't like she needed more knowledge. She just needed the roadblocks to be gone. So that she can move forward with her momentum. So we cleared out the roadblocks, we got rid of the beliefs, and suddenly there was nothing holding her back. She's, she woke up and she's like, cool, I'm not scared of doing uh, Facebook lives and videos anymore, I'll do it right now. And she just became this, this Facebook live machine, she was doing videos, she, she was in the Washington Post, she was, she, went, she was an entrepreneur, she was in Huffington Post, U, uh, USA Today, she started doing all these interviews, had no issues. And had so much fun with it. And it was just like that. Once you clear away the roadblocks, there's nothing stopping you anymore. You don't need more information. You just need to clear out the, the barriers that are slowing you down.
0: So if someone is listening right now, they say, okay, I would love to get in touch with Erin. I would love to explore more uh, your work. Um, what's the best place to reach out to you?
1: Sure. So you can find me on Facebook. I'm the only Erin file there. Um, we also have a MindFix Facebook group. Uh, that is s- slowly get- becoming active again. Um, this year with COVID, was, things got thrown a little bit off. Mm-hmm. And then also, honestly, I invite people to go to mindfixgroup.com. There's a free training there. There's a results page that's about 10 miles long, where you can see the results that we get for people and what people can really experience in a short period of time and the types of transformations people can have. Um, there's an opportunity to, to have a, a free clarity call with me where we can talk about what's holding you back and if you might be a good fit for our program as well
0: I, on the website. Can you repeat the website again?
1: Sure. Mindfixgroup.com.
0: Mindfixgroup.com. So the website is in the show notes as well with the also social media links. So make sure you get in touch with Aaron. Uh, and uh, I have one more question for you. Um, If there is uh, one final message that uh, you want to leave our listeners with, what would that be?
1: Change can happen for you and change can happen fast. Like I, I want people to know it doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to take forever. Transformation really is possible when you work at the root cause of why you're having a struggle instead of just trying to cope with it.
0: Love it, Erin. Thank you very much for being on the show. Absolutely love the interview. Everyone, make sure you get in touch with Erin. And if you um, have not subscribed yet to the show, make sure you subscribe right now and let us know what you thought about this episode. I'm looking forward to seeing you in another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist so it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist and as well finally if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together join our private Facebook group Explode Your Expert Biz again you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes Thank you very much for listening and until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.